Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Boots and cats and boots and cats, and that's all the energy I have today. Yeah, fuck energy. <laughs> fuck this week. Fuck uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a, yeah, it's been a week. We're in a mood. We're in a mood. We're testy. I'm going to start. Can I be selfish for a second? Yeah. Uh, my little gecko is really sick. So, like, if you guys believe in positive vibes or, you know, prayers or whatever the fuck, would appreciate because he's making me sad. Has His he... name's Charlie and he's very cute. How are the meds going? Did they say a time frame for meds? So, she said uh, we should be able to tell within a week if it's time okay. to do the thing that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um. It's hard to tell because, like, he's not in great shape, but he kind of looked better this morning. Like, he is able to, like, clean his face. Yeah. Which he couldn't do before, and his face is a lot less swollen. I didn't realize how swollen his face was until it came down. Because he could do... uh, For those who don't know what a leopard gecko is, they literally have a permanent smile. Like, they just look like they're smiling. And with the infection he has, it, like, made his face curl in i don't know how to describe it like he lost his smile and it fucking is breaking my heart but this morning he had a little bit of a smile back so i don't know i'm cautiously optimistic because it looks like it's working and he's taking his meds really well and he seems to be like excited about his meds Mm -hmm. like he he doesn't fight me he's eager to take it Mm -hmm. but i'm also aware that he's not in great shape yeah (laughs) and he's old he's like we don't know how old he is we got him over four years ago and they said he was around four at the time so he's somewhere between like eight and ten we think okay how long is their lifespan i don't even know uh depending on where you look some people say 10 to 12 years some people say 10 to 20 years okay uh so he's like he's on the older end of the scale but i just wanted to see if it was worth trying something and the vet said it's worth at least trying uh so we're gonna try and See what happens. And Everyone pray to Satan. Yeah, pray to Satan. Pray to Satan. <laughs> but he's really, really cute, and I just want him for, like, two more years. Well, no, that sounds like I'm putting a limit, but I just know his lifespan. So <laughs> Once the two, the two years After that, you, he can go. It's you fine. know what? <laughs> We've had our fun. So uh, yeah. Laugh through the pain. <laughs> yes. You have to have, like, that dry sense of humor to be able to get through shit it's true and i've had like a really shitty couple years between like my dad and my tortoise yeah like really rough couple years and it's just like i could be miserable about it and like sometimes i am or i could just be like fucking that's life you know (laughs) well well some things you can be absolutely miserable about and then some things you think that's just yeah it depends on the scale of what the fuck yeah and it depends on the day every day is a little different too (laughs) And this week is just a what the fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. Danielle has a rant. And I'm excited because I have a lot of feelings surrounding what's happening, and but I don't have a lot of brain power left. So I'm very glad that you have decided to say something because I don't think I could. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm real angry at Canada right now. And a lot of people on my Instagram, like okay I'll, you know what, let's just let's I'll get the rant out let's get the rant out okay let's get the so, rant out yeah we'll talk about the clusterfuck that's going on right now so there's currently a rally taking place that's called what is it the truckers convoy or the yes. truckers for freedom bullshit i don't know um basically there was a mandate put in that truckers need to be vaccinated or they need to like quarantine when they come over the border but i th- think that was always a thing so it's something along it's, those lines. It's, I think it's on both sides of the border as well. Yeah. Like, it goes both ways. Yeah. Like, I, I know I know if they 
across in the U.S., they have to be vaccinated. Yeah. Which, by the way, truckers, although this isn't really directed at truckers because 90% of them aren't even involved in this, but, like, we don't mandate the fucking U.S.'s rules, so I don't know why you're bitching about that. (laughs) But anyways, um, so people are pissed because this mandate came out, which is, like... So this rally is supposed to be because of this mandate and all the anti-vaxxers and people that are just fed up with, like, lockdowns and, like, other mandates are rallying behind this movement. And I put this in air quotes, movement. Um, So if you don't want that vaccine, of course, it's whatever. That's your choice. If you're mad at the government, of course, whatever. That's your choice. You have a right to be mad and everything like that. However, do your fucking research before supporting certain groups. Um, So this truckers rally was put together by a white supremacist group who believe that (laughs) the white Anglo-Saxon race is being depopulated through vaccines <laughs> i shouldn't laugh because it's serious but yeah their gofundme is run by a woman who is part of the maverick party and this party literally says and i quote they want to protect alberta oil and profits anti-immigration and protect the white anglo-saxon race these are literal fucking words from the co-founder pat king who by the way is a complete not a fucking moron and who is the one he's of the main terrifying he's yeah one of the main voices behind this truck rally um and there's actual videos of him saying that if you're born in canada then you're indigenous so i'm gonna leave it at that and you can <laughs> like with at least with that guy leave it at that with that fucking idiot he's um, uh he's something else he's something else and the other co-founder is an ex-pony police so i don't need to see more on that um so i just want to know where these truckers and all their supporters were when the when people were protesting the pipelines or when they when they're going to walk up to parliament and fight for justice regarding residential schools and clean drinking water um but they're not going to oh they could raise uh last time i looked six million dollars for this rally but we don't have any money for the clean drinking water zero dollars for clean drinking water none and um, so when this all was happening, they were either at home saying these protests were destructive um, or it's the same people that threatened to run everyone over or actually ran people over with their trucks that were protesting the pipeline on the railways. So this whole rally is built behind a white supremacist group. So anyways, the point I'm making about this is please do your fucking research before you support groups and organizations. You can be anti-vax and you can be anti-lockdown and you can be anti-mandate without supporting racists. Um, but if you, yeah, but if you find support in this rally and protest and you know full well who you are actually supporting and who's actually running this and you are like, wow, I fucked up. I'm not following this anymore. Then cool. But if you're continuing to support this rally at every single person that um viewed my instagram and then continue to support this rally um you're uh, a piece of donkey turd i think i saw uh, a story and i'm gonna try not to butcher it where this uh this girl shared a quote and it was like impact is louder than intent so mm-hmm. you could have what you believe are good intentions and it could be something that you think is serves a good purpose but if the impact is negative then you have to look at the actions behind your intent and maybe realign it exactly because so the overall impact is not representing your intention yeah if that makes sense so i'm all for freedom to protest all for that do you do you but i think like maybe form your own little group or something that's not associated with these people or like i haven't even i i could be ignorant to this because i'm trying not to look at it 
online or anything, but I haven't even seen a statement from these people. Uh, I don't know if they have a spokesperson or whatnot where they have blatantly denounced this even. You know what I mean? Where they've blatantly... I've seen some people uh, being like, I don't align with this, but I believe mandates are bad, blah, blah, blah. That's cool. But I have not seen a spokesperson for the group as a whole being like, we don't align with these beliefs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so... I think they posted something along the lines of like, Canada wants us to be aggressive with our protests, but don't. And then they listed all the things not to do at the protest. I saw that. Uh... But that's you know, not power to him. Not, I guess. <laughs> not denouncing you being a white supremacist. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm having a hard time with it because I don't want to say I'm a Libra. Oh my god! But uh, but she's a Libra. I understand that people think they have the right intention, but if that intention again does not have a good impact, then maybe look at what you're doing a little bit harder. Yeah, I guess. But honestly, like, what a fucking privilege they have to be able to get upset about something, <laughs> drive across the country, and protest gonna... without cops beating the living shit out of them. Yeah, I just saw I saw a tweet, uh, and it was like, fighting for my freedom, they said, while freely driving across the highway in their trucks, like, with no one stopping them. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to, like, make note that this rally comprises of mostly, like, minivans yeah it's a lot so, of uh passenger vehicles yeah so, uh, and most 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 truckers are vaccinated and are not involved in this so to yeah, say it's, it's like 90 percent or something yeah so if it's like so like truckers for freedom we're not lumping all the truckers into this we're just lumping this one group of fucking stupid people yeah <laughs> you know yeah so but so on that's... that note i booked my third booster Yay! Yeah, because I believe in science, because I believe in the doctors <laughs> that went to school for 15 plus years and didn't do their research off Karen's Facebook. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's sad that it's gotten to this point, and I am very overwhelmed by all of it. I don't want to sound dramatic, but I just, mm-hmm. like, I'm just overwhelmed at this point. It's just, I'm tired of everybody yelling and fighting, and... Ugh. <laughs> I just think it's all that... I'm sick and tired of it, but, like, it's always going to be there. So I would rather sit here and be like, you can be anti-vax, you can be anti-mandate, you can be anti-lockdown and have a voice and say what you want to say, of course. But if you're supporting groups like this, then you're a fucking idiot, and I'm going to say it. Because there's always going to be these people, unfortunately. We're never going to get rid of them. And I know it's annoying, I know it's frustrating, but we have to say something. Like, we, we have to, because, like, if we're not, then the next people are going to have the same thought, and they're not going to. And then it's just going to yeah. be a constant circle of stupidity. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I would be a lot less frustrated if they kind of very plainly and obviously separated themselves from those people who are not Definitely. sharing the same intent. Definitely. I'd be a lot less frustrated about the don't, whole thing if it was... Don't send money to the GoFundMe. That's a, You can start there. Start yeah there. yeah people are spending like a lot of money too like jesus christ um Insane. but yeah Absolutely it's been insane. quite the week uh hopefully by the time you're listening to it it's all done and over with i don't know what their plan is because uh, it's fucking cold no- so like i don't know how long they're gonna camp out for yeah. also gofundme is holding the funds for yes. um an investigation um i'm not gonna speak too much on that because i really don't know why but 
the gas prices here are absolutely obnoxious. It's like a dollar fifty right now, and so I guess none of them have gas. So I hope they all just get stuck. <laughs> well, they don't have the funds right now because they're not able to distribute them. So uh, and- again, I can't speak too much to it, but from what I understand, they're kind of relying on those funds to <laughs> for this commute. Uh, so I guess we'll see what happens there. Also, have uh, fun in Ottawa where everything's fucking shut down and closed, and like there's good- no bathrooms. Open. There's no bathrooms. <laughs> like. The people in Parliament aren't even there anyways because they've been home for the past two years because of this pandemic, but go yell at the windows. Sure. Whatever, man. (laughs) Have fun. I mean, like, more power to them, I guess. I don't don't even know anymore. Uh, Something else. (laughs) I just hope it's done and over with by Monday. That's that's really all I'm hoping. (laughs) Yeah. It's... Honestly, it is... We... Stuart put on... Um, a video from like global news or something of, a, of just showing all the people that were like standing by the highway as these minivans drove by <laughs> <laughs> and the, someone had a sign that said make canada great again and i'm like that's what i don't fuck with like that are you, that's not the look we're trying to give off here like <laughs> but that that's that sums up that whole group yeah it literally yeah. does and now we are literally living in trump's 2.0 world it's insane yeah. it's it's yeah it's embarrassing it's, it's so embarrassing, embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. but also i I'm, just would like to move to an island far far away yeah just just us and some microphones <laughs> yes and some like wine and goats and my child and that's it <laughs> that's it that's it sorry Stuart and carl you're saying <laughs> <laughs> this world's insane but should we get into something like spooky it's not that's, as spooky yeah let's as do what, something fun <laughs> it's not as spooky as what we just talked about but it's pretty spooky <laughs> let's do it okay we're gonna talk about old yellow top so old yellow top is basically a blonde version of bigfoot oh my god stop i love it (laughs) right so shout out to connor for like enlightening me on this creature because i didn't know it existed by the way he has a podcast it's called two gays one show and it's actually stop i love that fun is that a play on uh like one girl five gays a little bit i can remember that yeah that show changed my life (laughs) (laughs) but so shout out to Connor for this one because I didn't even know this this creature. Existed. I've never heard of it either. I'm excited. Yeah. So this blonde Bigfoot is actually seen right here in Ontario in Cobalt, Ontario. Yeah. So Cobalt's like five hours away from us. So that's crazy. Um. So we're adding that to our list of yeah. We need to what go. the fuck? <laughs> this is, this one could actually be achievable. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. So just a back history on Cobalt. Um, it's a really small town. I think currently as of like 2017 or something, there's like 1,200 people living there. Oh my um, God. Yeah. It was a very big mining town for silver and it was one of the top silver producing mines in the world at one point. What's it close to? Uh, so- forest i don't know <laughs> silver makes me think sarnia for some reason they're the ones with the big coin or something right i, I don't know it's the big coin <laughs> well, i don't know my geography right now give me so it. funny oh my god if i'm right i need a prize of some sort cobalt ontario it is near i am zooming out the suspense north is killing bay. me Closest oh is north bay. and then god. sudbury yeah so we'd just kind of like stop I was like on route going. <laughs> I want to move there. Let's move there. Um, Let's do it. Um, where the fuck was I? Okay, yeah. Literally just said where it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gone very far. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had two very very big fires. The first one ruined 150 buildings, but it actually put 3,000 people out of their homes. Um, the second one was an 
as terrible in terms of people, but like 140 buildings were burnt down and 400 people were left homeless. Because I think Jesus. at this point people started moving out. Yeah. <laughs> so there wasn't as many people. <laughs> um, so the town is referred to as a ghost town now because there isn't much going on there. I don't know. I don't believe the mines are still open. Um, so it's Judging by the population, I'm going to say no. <laughs> no. Very small town. Um, so not a lot, not, not a lot going on, but that's like another story for another day. Um, so back to yellow top. So this creature was first seen in 1906. It was reported at eight, between seven and eight feet tall and believed to be close to 400 pounds. It had dark hair all over its body, except for its head, where its it head? was blondish Stop. yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I relate it. to this creature, especially in the winter. <laughs> if I was like 400 pounds, I would be the perfect yellow top, you guys. Uh, I'm being dead Solve the mystery. It's actually Danielle. It's actually me. <laughs> You caught me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so the first sighting, again, was around um, the 1906, seen by a group of workers working in Violet Mine. So they were um, the workers who were building, like, the framework for the mine. So they weren't mining yet. Um, they reported seeing this massive man completely full of hair walking on its hind legs uh, by the mine. They said it would, like, walk by and wander and kind of, like, stare at them to try to figure out what they were doing and then just leave. It was seen on multiple occasions, and it was just more curious than anything. It was never, like, violent um, or, like, you know, some animals get, like, territorial. It wasn't like yeah. that. Just a nosy parker. So, basically, it's me. <laughs> um, it just reminds me of, like, every dad. You know, like, if there's something going on in the street, and they're all just, like, standing out there. Me, every time I hear a fight or anything. Oh, we-, we have a... Uh- I don't know if it's, like, new tenants in the house near us or something, but there's there's fights, like, every night, mm. and we'll open the window. It's fucking, like, minus 30 Celsius, and you we'll it? open the window. But, like... <laughs> and mute I, the TV. <laughs> you have to listen to it, because, one, it could just be some, like, good fun. You could just, like, sit there and eat popcorn. Or, like, you need to be a witness. You need you might need to help it's somebody. True. You have no idea. Oh, I never... I, I honestly am just a nosy bitch and never looked at it from that perspective. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm keeping the neighborhood safe. Yeah, you're you're the neighborhood domestic watch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, so, word started to spread around Cobalt and the surrounding areas of the sighting. And it, came, like, it became, like, a really popular story. And everyone wanted to see Yellowtop at this point. So the workers saw this creature a lot, and once their job was done, the creature wasn't seen again until 1923, so 17 years later. Uh, two men, J.A. McCauley and Lauren Wilson, were journeying the forest for just, like, prospecting land. Um, I think they were, like, prospecting more mines to build. And um, when they thought they saw a bear, they said it crouched down and was eating from a blueberry bush. So as they thought it was a bear, they decided to throw a fucking rock at it. Okay, yeah, same. Riddle me that one. That's definitely what they tell you to do in in bear safety class. Yeah, definitely. First thing you do, throw a rock. Yeah. (laughs) It'll run away from you because it's so scared. (laughs) Apparently this creature just stood up and stared at them, walked slowly towards them, and then just turned around and walked away. So you're lucky it wasn't a bear. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, imagine if you threw a rock at a bear. You'd be so fucked. (laughs) <laughs> like, i'm just thinking about you can't that. run from a bear you can't <laughs> no my mom has like a- i would try to find a way to like off myself before it got to me because i just don't i would never want to deal yeah. with that my mom has like a horror story from like a bear attack so her they were out camping and her and her brother were sharing a tent and it was like way past their but everyone was asleep at this point um 
and so her and her brother were sleeping and then she woke up because she heard something and there was a bear outside of her tent oh my and was God. trying to get in but she was so scared she put herself in an asthma attack and she couldn't like <laughs> oh my god yeah so my, so my mom has asthma fun fact um so she put herself in an asthma attack and then so couldn't do anything but the bear ended up leaving and so my mom ended up like calming herself down and went back to sleep the next morning their tent was like half caved in there was like claw marks through like oh the my tent. god yeah i was like fuck you could have died <laughs> It's crazy. Um, I have like I, I might have, have I told the bear story on this before. Where I so there's a there's a place called Halliburton where it's like a very cottagey town, and they have a dump near there, mm-hmm. and uh, there's bears at the dump every night, and people go watch the bears, and it's probably not the smartest idea, but if you're far enough away, it's cool. We did that at my cottage all the time. Yeah. Uh, so there's two uh, like rocks that hold up a gate essentially but there's nothing beyond the rocks mm-hmm. it's just forest so like really the gate's not doing fucking anything the and gate's we were just standing... so you can't drive in right that's essentially it yeah. yeah uh so we were standing on the rock that the gate was on and we were watching the bears and i looked to the side and like hella far away like super far away there was a baby bear and i was like oh how cute a baby bear and then we went we turned around again to look at the dump and then we hear like that's rustling. only a kid's, a kid's thought a baby bear whereas like yeah. our thought now would be like fuck a baby bear yeah exactly <laughs> so we heard rustling again and we look and again super far away was not really in any immediate danger but mama bear was just fucking charging and we were like oh fuck my mom in her fucking minivan was get in the car <laughs> <laughs> it's like that we idea left. Com- we left. commercial start the yeah. car yeah, like we were never in any bear. danger, but it was still probably, like, top 10 scariest moments of my life. My only bear, besides, like, seeing them at the dump, the only bear encounter we, we've had is we were at my cottage and we were driving into town, and there was two bears just chilling in the middle of the road, and they were just, so like, wild when that happened. not moving. They were just, like, hanging out there, so we just had to sit in our car and wait. My dad's like, I'm not about to go around them. Like, we're just yeah. going <laughs> to chill for a minute. And I know. don't think they're scared of cars. I don't no. think it's, like, a squirrel. We're no. just... <laughs> And the cra- the other crazy thing that happened in my cottage so far from, like, what we're talking about right now, but in the winter, there was um, a pack of wolves chased a oh, deer no right in front of our cottage and then caught the deer on the lake in, like, because it was the winter. So you got a free National Geographic show, basically. basically yeah. <laughs> and there was fucking blood everywhere. It was disgusting. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that happened. Sidetracked, but fun nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you won't get that with Bigfoot, so you're safe. That's the point of this yeah. story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they were like, wow, this wasn't a bear. That's fucking Bigfoot. So that was the next sighting. <laughs> so in 1947 was the next time this creature was seen. It was seen by a woman. She was walking with her child along the edge of the forest, heading towards the store to get groceries. Um, sort of same description. Tall, hairy, blonde hair. Um, just minding its own business and walked away. And then the very last sighting of Yellowtop was seen by 28 people on August 4th, 1970. 28 people. 28 people, which wow. is the largest sighting. Yeah. Um, so a bus was driving 27 miners to the mining site when Yellowtop was seen crossing the road. The driver had to slam on its brakes to avoid hitting the creature. Everyone on the bus said the same description, large animal covered in dark hair except for its head. Um, the bus driver was reported saying he thought it was a bear in the road until the creature walked across the road on two legs. I was just going to ask if it walked on the side legs. Yeah, it was just like, bye. <laughs> um, so that was the last sighting and hasn't been seen since um, 1970. So people kind of think that, like, Yellowtop might have passed away and he was like, he or she was the only one in the area. 
And that well, was I, I was just going to say, judging by the, like, there wasn't a whole lot of sightings. So maybe mm-hmm. it was just one that came out every once in a while. Yeah. I'm picturing just like Bigfoot with like a nice set of highlights or like a nice balayage or something. <laughs> like that's what I've been seeing this there, whole time. There's a picture and it's fucking wild. So we're going to. Is it like a, like a sighting I picture or is it a drawing? A, I don't think it's a, like when I look at it, I think it's kind of funny. Um, I don't know if it's an actual like picture sighting. I feel like someone mm. just took a picture of Bigfoot and like photoshopped it and photoshopped like blonde hair on it but it's supposed to look and resemble this picture so i'm very excited to see it yeah but i i just thought it was just a i knew i was gonna rant this week so i decided to do a short bigfoot i haven't done bigfoot yet but like it's so oh, i well guess known. we haven't we haven't this is your your cheat way around it is just doing uh off-brand bigfoot yeah <laughs> So we well, that's go- fast. I didn't even know that was a thing here. That's kind of cool. I had no idea until Connor messaged me, and I was like, holy Well, thank you, Connor, balls. for yeah. the lesson. Holy tip balls, she said. Holy tip balls. <laughs> I didn't tip balls. That'd be fucking weird. <laughs> I've had too much wine, guys. <laughs> I was just going to say, for the record, she just sipped wine while saying that. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'm so a good sweaty. day. Are you? Yeah. I smell I'm the like opposite. I'm fucking freezing still. Trash bags, guys. We have to get our windows redone, and River's on his own room. It's so crazy. But his room's really cold. So we have to keep, like, our house really hot, make sure he sleeps at night. And it's working, because he sleeps It's great for him, but not for anybody else. (laughs) No. I have to sleep, like, butt-ass naked, and no one wants to see me sleep (laughs) butt-ass naked. I do. Besides (laughs) you. And, like, Stu, occasionally. (laughs) Uh, We have to keep the room warm right now for Charlie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, we have his his enclosure is, like, set properly and everything, but she said while he's recovering just to make sure it's, like, extra perfect. So we have, like, a space heater going. Um, I sleep hot in general. Like, I just, I'm, like, a night sweat type of i'm not having fun You're i'm like, not having fun <laughs> I, I would just sit in your mom's basement but like you would also want to be see with charlie so it's like yeah that's what i've been i've been Carl going to the bathtub and with rupert they can go sleep there <laughs> and then i just get the whole bed yeah. scrolled out yeah i know that'd be perfect or i'll take the bathtub one or the other <laughs> uh but I, the I love him very much so it's fine i'll just sweat and not sleep it's it's cool sacrificing <laughs> like our like normal body temperatures for the people we love is how we're coping with 2022 (laughs) (laughs) so not very well is what we're saying um (laughs) like i'm almost i'm like in my tank top right now so that's it there's nothing below that's yeah just it i just put this on just to please holly I, girl, you could sit here butt ass naked. It's totally fine. I, I, I if anything, it'd be better. Um, Honestly, I'm sweating <laughs> balls right now in this leather ass chair too. It's oh no. <sighs> Take a nice shower after this. Uh, so now that we know that Danielle stinks, yeah, um, literally. <laughs> I told you guys I'm yellow top. God. <laughs> uh, so I like to give like titles to my my scripts, and this week's title I just want everybody to know is Twilight Vibes um <laughs> I, oh yeah i forgot you snapchat i'm so curious to see what the fuck this is about so today i'm covering a case with a spooky twist we're gonna Ooh. be talking about rod farrell and his vampire cult uh so Ooh, unfortunately fun. i didn't make any twilight jokes while writing it i'm hoping that they kind of happen as we'll we get talking i guess we'll, we'll see one. um so Rod Farrell was born on March 28th, 1980 in Murray, Kentucky, which sounds like a great place. Yeah. Um, 
he had a rough go at life from a very young age, sort of your textbook murderer background. Uh, his father abandoned his family when Rod was a newborn, and he was raised by his mother, Sandra, and her parents, Harold and Rosetta Gibson. Uh, his grandparents were super strict and hardcore Christians, as they always are. And his father was absent, but he did make a reappearance when Rod was around seven, only to disappear again by the time Rod was nine. That really which sucks. Is, yeah, yeah, extremely damaging. Um, so the only other father figure in his life was his grandfather, Harold, and he had allegedly abused Rod from a young age. Rod told his mother that Harold and his friends had sexually assaulted him on numerous occasions as part of a cult initiation. What? Um, like his grandfather. Her- and his his grandfather. So Harold denies all of these claims and, like, denied them in court and everything, said there was no cult, there was no sexual assault. Uh, but Rod's mother, Sandra, believed her son and did her best to keep him away from the grandfather. Uh, from what I gathered, she kind of, like, needed the grandparents' support. Like, I think she kind of mm-hmm. fell into drug use and stuff, so she was living there out of necessity. Um, it makes me curious to know that if she ever had an encounter like that that's why she believes him Ooh, interesting i didn't see but anything with that say yeah it, you know? that's interesting yeah um so she they unfortunately still lived in the home but she tried to make sure rod was never alone with harold um Sandra did her best, but was still called a, quote, ineffectual parent in court due to her series of abusive boyfriends and her ability to remove Rod from this abusive home. Uh, A psychologist later determined that she actually had the same personality disorders as her son, which would explain why she joined this cult that I'm getting to. Um, So over the years, Rod and his mother bounced back and forth between Florida and Kentucky, which made it... Florida. Yeah, fucking Florida. Um... (laughs) So this made it difficult for Rod to keep friends because he was constantly changing schools and bouncing around. Uh, and he kind of developed this fascination with the occult, which was influenced by a live action role play game called Vampire the Masquerade. So all of his friends were kind of on the internet, which I hella relate to. Danielle was like my only in real life friend. Literally. <laughs> I feel um, like it was like me and you on MySpace, but then we had like the same like friend group online on myspace yeah mm-hmm. because we were always in the same trains we uh we were a package deal yeah um so when rod returned to kentucky for high school he slowly started to reestablish friendships with former classmates of him or of his rather uh one of these classmates was Jaden murphy uh Jaden was your obligatory high school goth kid but he took it to the next level so he had a group of friends that also played this vampire role play game uh but they brought the game into their real lives and they actually thought they were vampires in real life it's like that, um, um that werewolf Remember the the news report the, on the, the ones the that were yeah. <laughs> the ones that were the tails yeah <laughs> but like this is obviously more violent and that was more like it does get yeah is it this does like get a Dungeons bad. and Dragons sort of deal but like people are like we're vampires and we're gonna like probably kill people maybe I don't know I know I'm, that I'm these people the, took it way too far yeah, I'm waiting <laughs> for the day where like someone kills somebody and like it was a quest on Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> You know, I should look into that. That might have already happened. Who knows? You never know. You really never know. Coming next week on the Spooky Hour. Um, <laughs> so the the group claimed they actually craved blood and they actually needed it to survive, but they didn't believe in killing humans or animals to consume, a la Cullen. Um, so instead, they did what they called consensual bloodletting. Uh, 
slight graphic warning here. They would cut each other with razors and drink each other's blood. So basically, you had to have the person's permission. It was never like, I'm going to attack you in an alley or anything. I know there's um, actually like places that are like that to this I actually day. watched a documentary about yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, what is... I saw it on Netflix. It's a show that we've always talked about, and I can't remember the name because I'm drunk. But <laughs> but it was the same. He went in, and like it was like a vampire cult. I don't want to say cult. It was like a vampire. People in a home that thought they were oh. vampires, and they shared each other's blood, but it was all consensual and safe, and like you had to get weekly tested and stuff like that. I know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what it was from. But yeah, it's basically that. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, these are all like... I think they're like 16 or 17, so they're like no, yeah, maybe, no, I'm maybe just, too young to be. Definitely, I'm just saying <laughs> I don't that, know. Like, these places actually exist. That's yeah, no, I, I've I've seen a documentary, and I want to say it was out of like Montreal, Quebec, where like mm-hmm. this guy really believed he was a vampire, and he had like uh, six or seven. They weren't girlfriends; they were literally blood donors, but they all were female, of course. Um, and they were all bonded to him and all of that stuff. So yeah, this is a thing. Um, I don't think I could ever be bonded to somebody. I'm too selfish. That's a strong word. I can really enjoy your company. Um, The moment you tell me to do something, I'm gone. Bye. Yeah. Bonded is, uh, yeah, well, there's more of this. Uh, Someone's going to hate me like soulmates. Twin flames. Fuck. (laughs) Did you hear that he got the ring made? Like, we're talking about Machine Gun Kelly and What's-Her-Face, right? Oh, no, but Okay, they call each other, like, twin flames. Yeah. But, like, he made it, so her engagement ring, like, if you take it off, it, like, cuts her. Yeah. I also saw someone, though, like, a a jewelry designer of some sort, like, uh, showed the ring split apart because it's two separate rings. Yeah. And they actually, like, debunked that and said, like, it wouldn't actually hurt her. Oh, okay, good. So, I think that's just Machine Gun Kelly being Machine Gun Kelly. I I hate how much I love them. Like, they're so fucking weird and annoying, but, like, I love them. Yeah. I hate that I love them, but I do. That's not I do. Same with Courtney and Travis. I, like, kind of want them to adopt me. (laughs) Just because she's technically a Kardashian, that's the only reason why. Yeah, that's it. Um, So, yeah, they drank each other's blood, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Oh, I wrote, people thought we were fucking weird in high school. Um, Literally. (laughs) So, when Rod came back to the school, he kind of gave the same gothy vibe as Jaden, and the vampire squad started to shit talk him, because there could only be one vampire leader on campus. Uh, They tried to get Jaden to fight Rod, and, like, I guess stake his claim on vampire land Dude, um like the emo <laughs> fight that was in the hallway and it broke that guy's leg <laughs> guys in high school i they, always forget about that there was like an iconic like fight in our like hallway between like two hardcore emo kids two, and everyone to this day will, will still refer it to do you remember that that emo fight yeah and someone broke their leg and yeah, yeah. we went to a fun high school iconic <laughs> um so Jaden met up with rod to like i don't know fight or whatever but they ended up becoming besties because they realized how much they actually had in common uh so Jaden decided that rod should be initiated into their vampire cult in january 1996 I mean, good for them, though at least they were like fuck violence let's be friends yeah right choose choose peace even yeah. in the vampire world <laughs> <laughs> 
In January 1996, the initiation began. They did this whole ceremony where they drank each other's blood, then sat for, quote, quiet meditation with each other. Um, and everything was peachy for a while, but Jaden st- Jaden started noticing a change in Rod over the next few months. Uh, so slight graphic warning again. One day, the two boys were hanging out outside when a stray kitten came along looking for some love. Uh, Rod was petting the kitten, but she swatted him. And, uh, like, scratched him, so Rod reacted by picking the kitten up and throwing it against a tree, which killed it pretty much instantly. Um, Not long after this incident, dead puppies started showing up behind the local humane (sighs) center. Uh, Rod was brought in for questioning in regards to this, but he was never officially tied to the murders. But he did start to spiral after this run-in with the police. He began experimenting with drugs, including PCP and heroin, which is, like, not the best combination you want to be doing. In high school? Uh, That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, he had more run-ins with the police due to frequent physical fights with his mother. Um, and I've heard kind of during my research, I saw two stories. One was that his mother was just like horrifically abusive towards him. And the other was Rod was a bit of a dick and his mother didn't know how to handle him. So I don't know the full situation, but the police were there frequently. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened here between that point and this point, but, uh, his mother, Sandra took one hell of a turn in 1996. Uh, so Jaden, and rod had a falling out over rod's weird behavior and at some point Jaden's younger brother jamie came forward with some disturbing information jamie showed his mother letters from sandra where she begged to join their vampire cult uh keeping in mind that jamie is 14 years old one of the letters read quote i long to be near you for your embrace yes jamie to become a vampire a part of the family immortal and truly yours forever so um there is more graphic letters that i didn't want to include but she was basically soliciting sex from him uh 14 year old okay a 14 year old so the boy's mother pressed charges against sandra and during the proceedings for that case it was discovered that she had a shrine in her house with pictures of this 14 year old boy surrounded by candles and incense what the Um, fuck So, Rod was booted from the vampire cults after this sort of whatever the fuck just happened. And uh, I'm not entirely sure what happened to Sandra because I couldn't find anything about her, like, her sentencing or her actually going to jail. The only thing I found was an article from 2019 where she claimed she was, like, a born-again Christian and all of that. So, if she did go to jail, I don't think it was for long enough. Um, No. So Rod went on to find a new group of friends, including Howard Anderson, Dana Cooper, and Charity Kesey. Uh, The group had started to plan to leave Murray, Kentucky, so they could live their best vampire lives on the run. Uh, Except Rod had a hidden agenda that the other teens weren't fully aware of. So Rod had a gal pal down in Florida. Her name was Heather Wendorf. Uh, She was 15 years old and lived at home with her parents, Rick and Ruth, and her sister, Jennifer. Uh, So the two had kept in touch via phone when Rod moved back to Kentucky, and he kept her up to date on all of the vampire shenanigans. Um, I don't think she had a proper initiation. I can't take this seriously because you're all these vampire shenanigans. Honestly, when I was reading it, it sounded so fake. I had to Google it in so many different tabs to, like, (laughs) Like confirm that it was real. Um, 
I'm mind blown right now. Like, so I don't think she had a proper initiation, but Heather was considered a member of the vampire squad. Uh, Rod told his new friends about Heather and asked if they could stop in Florida on their way to New Orleans to pick her up. Um, as far as the vampire squad knew, they were simply helping Heather run away. Uh, their great escape started on November 26, 1996. Uh, they took off in Howard Anderson's car and headed for Florida. By November 21st, uh, sorry, no- <laughs> November 25th, my brain just completely melted there. Yeah. <laughs> like, not they even made close it- to, like, being the same number. It's like, eh. And then I tried to fix it, and my brain just went, that's not even a word, yeah. and I couldn't read it. Um, there was a glitch so they- in the Matrix. <laughs> Literally. They made it pretty close to Heather's house, but they got a flat tire, so I guess they kind of slow-rolled the rest of the way to her house and told her what happened. So Heather suggested that they go to her current boyfriend's house to convince him to let them use his car so her boyfriend's name is jeremy huber uh he'd been with heather for a while but her recent involvement with the vampire squad started to like drive a wedge between them uh he especially didn't like that heather claimed to be quote under rod's spell and would do whatever he told her to do because they were quote bound to each other uh jeremy would later testify that heather really believed rod was some sort of demonic entity and that she herself came from hell to quote slaughter people uh she she seems lovely yeah uh so jeremy definitely did not let them use his car and told them to go the fuck away uh they tried the garlic out and like the crosses (laughs) the cross get off my lawn holy water Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh they tried another one of heather's friend's house but she too told them to fuck off and that's when they decided to steal heather's parents car uh, so they returned to Heather's house, and at this point, only Rod and Howard entered the home. Uh, this was confirmed by everybody involved at the time, so they said that everybody else was outside, and Rod and Howard allegedly went in to get the keys, uh, but that's not exactly what happened. So the boys entered the home through the garage, and on their way in, Rob, uh, sorry, Rod grabbed a crowbar that he saw in the garage. While Howard looked on in horror, Rod snuck up on Heather's father, who was sleeping on the couch, and began bludgeoning him with the crowbar. In total, Rick Wendorf had 22 injuries, including skull fractures. Um, Then Rod made his way into the kitchen where Heather's mother, Ruth, was making some coffee. Uh, During his testimony, Rod claimed that he never wanted to hurt Ruth. It was never part of his plan. But she panicked when she saw him standing there and threw her hot coffee at him. And she threw some hands, too. Yeah, she ended up scratching him across the face. And he said at that point he just snapped and uh, he killed her pretty much instantly. She suffered 23 injuries in total. Um, After killing the couple, Rod took Rick's credit card, the car keys, and walked outside as if nothing had happened. He told Howard not to say anything to the others yet. As far as Heather knew, her parents were perfectly fine, tucked in their beds inside. Why wouldn't Um, you just take the fucking car keys and leave? So... We're getting there. Uh, so there, there's some debate here. Uh, a few people, including Rod's mother, came forward and said that they heard Heather asking Rod to kill her parents. So none of this was ever proven in court, and a couple of the witnesses were discredited by polygraph tests. But still important to note that that was still uh, mm. a theory that Heather asked him to do that. It's it's completely possible, okay. but not proven to this day. Okay. Um, 
So Heather's sister Jennifer arrived home at 10.30 p.m. to find her parents dead in their home. She also found a note from Heather explaining she had run away to be a vampire. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a great night for Jennifer all around. Uh, local police were work, uh, working on the case were able to piece things together fairly, fairly quickly with help from Jeremy uh, and the other girl that they went to her house to try to take her car. Uh, so he was able to identify Rod as a suspect and a warrant was issued on November 27th for rod howard dana charity and heather um around this time the vampire squad had already maxed out poor rick's credit card it had been two fucking days holy shit and uh they desperately needed money for gas in a hotel uh so charity called her mom jody and asked for help jody lived in south dakota and not with her daughter so she didn't even know that her daughter had like run away from kentucky <laughs> uh but she did see about the wendorf murders on cnn so she was very smart and she played along with her daughter being like hey i'll help you i'll help you uh but when she hung up she called the local police good for you uh, so they put her in contact with police in louisiana where the vampire squad had gotten to at this point and uh Basically, they told her to wire transfer money to a bank outside of Baton Rouge, and uh, Rod was to go to the bank to receive said wire transfer. But when he got there, the Baton Rouge Police Department were waiting outside, and he was taken into custody. Smart. So fucking so, smart. Team Jody here. Um once in custody, Rod confessed to everything. He was very clear in stating that he alone committed the murders and that Howard was just in the house with him watching and that the others were outside. But despite his efforts, every member of the vampire squad was charged for their involvement, except fucking Heather, somehow. Um, so everyone Did in the vampire... No. The lights... The one light. No! I could just I can see it now. Like it dimmed oh, so much. Okay, do you know what's so funny? I do you remember the drinking game that I believe Katie made for us? I was reading yeah. it the other day, and it was like uh, something about Twilight jokes and if something spooky happens. So both of those happened in this episode. I Everybody hope you better are be drinking. Wasted. Yeah, because like the light just dimmed. It stopped. <gasps> now my is that light Stuart? Is, is that Stuart? Is that Stuart? I'm going to die. Freak out, Stuart. Like if it's Stuart, I'm going to shit myself. If it's not Stuart, I'm going to text him right now because I am. For those following along, her, her room just went pitch black. Oh my God. I'm, I'm currently pooping myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm have to get into the act. So our, we have like lights that are, this room doesn't have like a ceiling light. It's all like lamps. Lamps. Yeah. Okay. I turned <gasps> them on. I turned them on. I okay. I'm oh my god! Up. If that's Stuart, I'm literally going to drive to your house to fight him. Yeah, literally, because <laughs> my heart stopped. Because I was like, it fir- at first it dimmed, and I was like, why is the lights dimming? And then all of a sudden, it went off. It just went dark. My, ah! I have so much chills all over my body right now. Okay, this is the end of the episode. Bye guys. <laughs> I don't think ah! it's Stu though, because he's with Riv, and like he's never really on his phone. Oh god, I just always hope it's him. <laughs> To be continued. We'll, we'll figure okay, it out. Okay, we'll see. Let's if the lights go out again, I'm jumping out this window. Um, 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 that was horrifying. I lost my spot. Wire transfer, custody. Heather didn't get any charges. That's where I left off. So, uh, everyone... Uh, involved pled guilty and received the following charges charity kesey was sentenced to 10 and a half years for two counts of third degree murder oh, which shit. i think that's just when you're like like a getaway car or something right am mm-hmm. i 
um, robbery with a gun or deadly weapon, and burglary armed with weapon or explosives. Uh, Dana Cooper faced the same convictions but was sentenced to 17 and a half years for some reason. Uh, Maybe Howard- over age. Maybe I That's didn't. I didn't I could think of. double check. Maybe maybe uh, she was over eighteen. That could be a thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Howard Anderson, who was inside the home, was convicted of two counts of felony murder and sentenced to life in prison. <laughs> and Rod Farrell was sentenced to death for the murders, but it was later reduced to life in prison without parole. I think that was like a, a Supreme Court, like they got rid of the death. I don't know. Um, I never understand when these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I say that again at some point where I'm like, I don't understand what happened. Um, so Charity was released from prison in 2006, followed by Dana in 2011. Um, Howard fought his sentencing, still claiming that he had no actual involvement in the murder. And uh, surprisingly, the victim's families didn't ever oppose to any of his appeals. They were kind of, I don't know if they believed him or what, but they didn't protest when he tried to file appeals and everything um his his sentence was reduced to 40 years in prison and that included the 22 years currently served so he will be eligible he will be eligible for parole or not for parole for release in 2031 uh so he's got a couple years left nine years good luck yeah and rod farrell was up for resentencing in 2009 because of uh some supreme court thingy that i don't get um so this was opposed by the victim's family so this one they did protest and said they didn't want a reduction of a sentence so uh his resentencing was pushed back several times before finally taking place in april 2020 the judge upheld his sentence of life in prison and deemed him quote irreparably corrupt which i love love we love a shady judge we do um As for the Wendorf sisters, uh, Jennifer moved in with her aunt and uncle who refused to have anything to do with Heather. Uh, They kind of all believed that she was involved in the murder Mm -hmm. and she, 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 I don't know. I also believe that she was involved because it makes no sense that he would just walk in there and kill them for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Heather was sent to live with her grandmother, Gertrude, um, until Gertrude tried to fucking kill her one day. What? Um, (laughs) So, like, I don't know if Gertrude was, like, forced to take her in or what the story was, but she did, in fact, try to kill her. And uh, Heather was sent to a psychiatric hospital after this incident. Uh, She went on to live with a foster family after her release from the hospital. She attended art school, married a local film producer, and currently lives in North Carolina. Uh, She got back in touch with her family in 2002 and everything seems kind of okay with them i guess uh that's the last thing i read about them at least i I doubt they're besties but the one thing that really bothers me about that is just like if like they wouldn't just show up like you you already know that you need a car so Mm. you're like well we'll just steal my parents car why wouldn't you you know where your key your parents keep your, the keys why wouldn't she walk out with the why keys why wouldn't you walk out with the keys and why did she why did they send rod and how or is it howard oh my god uh i think it's howard why would they send them in as opposed to hey heather just go get their keys yeah you know what i mean like something doesn't add up there um i know heather heather kind of changed her story from when she was a kid versus post-treatment And whether or not that could be attested to mental illness or what have you, I don't know. But when she was a teenager, she was very much, this is real. I'm a vampire. Uh, Rod is my king. He controls me. But now she's kind of like, I I never believed it. It was an escape for me. It was a coping mechanism for me. So, you know, whether that's a result of treatment or whether that's covering her ass. So I want to know who is kind of who feels safe enough to marry somebody like that 
Can you imagine? No. <laughs> I mean, didn't, like, Carla Homoka have a kid or something? Dude. You know what I mean? Like, how do you... I will never... Actually, on that note, I didn't originally include it, but we're on this note, so I'm going to fucking include it. So Rod, while he was in prison, uh, he became one of those kind of, like... Uh, icons i guess where like women would write to him and stuff he's been married like three times in prison and divorced uh as of i think it was 2019 he had a fiance who was like uh she was present at all of his like resentencing trials and everything like that what is with these people (laughs) like i just couldn't believe that his mom in in the interview where she tried to be like i'm a born-again christian she's like you know rod's quite the ladies man and i'm like like what's wrong with you that's so it's Rod Farrell, right? Yeah. He's not attractive, like, even, like, without the, the whole he murderer looks thing. Like, he looks like Eminem had hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little. Yeah, he's just, wow, I don't know, hairline, maybe it's bro. the, uh, maybe it's the, just the, the, the cult leader aspect or the Some vampire aspect. Just, like, like, I ob- obsessed with the fact that like someone killed somebody and it will never make sense to me i it never will i just (laughs) i'm trying to like think of something coherent to say and i'm just like i don't get it i will never understand it let's just yeah (laughs) like i feel like you have to be in a really dark deep mental space to be like this person i love is normal yeah like well especially like so it's different if they had a relationship prior to his arrest and there was yeah. already allegiance or whatever, but to like read an article and be like, this guy brutally murdered two people in their home. One was asleep while he did it. Yeah. And he was also a vampire who used razors to cut his friends and drink their blood. That sounds like my dream man. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wonder if they read twilight. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're just twi hearts who took it a little too far. They're all just twi moms. But, uh, yeah, I originally wasn't going to include that because I didn't think it was important, but it just, it came up. So there you go. Rod is a player. Um, oh, holy fuck. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's that's Rod Farrell, the Vampire King. That's that's so crazy. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of that one. That's absolutely... I like- hadn't heard of it either, and it's, uh, it had to have been big, I guess, if he had these, yeah. these admirers. But, yeah, there you go. Happy Monday, you guys. <laughs> Can't we all just like fictional vampires? Like like the sparkly ones. Don't like the ones that slit their friends' <laughs> the <sparkly> arms. <laughs> like the sparkly ones. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to go watch Twilight tonight. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do, too. Fuck playing darts. I'm going to go fucking watch Twilight. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, that's, that's Rod. That's Rod for you guys. Thanks for ending it on a funny note. I mean, it's not funny, but like... It's not funny because people died, but it's also like... Again, like we said in the it's beginning, twilight. what else can you do but laugh sometimes, you know? Yeah, that's how, that's how we deal with our, our Everything. Yeah. Literally everything. Absolutely. Um, come be our friends. Yeah, we have Instagram. <laughs> it's a spooky hour podcast. Our Twitter is at spooky hour. And our email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at com because we're hardcore goths. That's, yeah, we're um, the obligatory goth kids yep. in our high school. Actually, no, we were... We were yeah <laughs> we were no. um yeah that's it i got nothing left I, that was fun this was good i feel this was a therapeutic episode for I me think today so too i think we needed it i think i needed that glass of wine but i need a big glass of water right now 
<laughs> stay hydrated and, and stay, stay spooky. spooky. Bye, friends. Bye.